0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Silo by Story Archives, the official number one Silo podcast in the world. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside
1: Zachary Newton, your other host. Welcome back.
0: It's that time of the week again. And this week, I don't think all season, I don't think I've been this excited for an episode all season the way I was (laughs) for episode nine of Silo titled The Getaway. Yeah.
1: I, this is. I feel like this is one of the uh, episodes that's given us more answers than questions. But man, the the ones the that are left after. at this point, ugh. I, I'm excited for the next one. I'm. I can't wait. I, I wish it was coming out tomorrow.
0: So many answers that I somehow feel I know how next week is going to end. Same. Um, I, have, I have some ideas. You know, they had me with the title. You know, they had me at hello, as Renee Zellweger would say. I'm just a sucker for anything getaway heist related. So, you know, just perfect title for me altogether. And uh, the aforementioned getaway has everything to do with Juliet now that quite frankly, this episode starts with a bang with her landing about, I'd say, four stories uh, below where she jumped off on the staircase in the previous episode.
1: I was going to say it looked kind of like 30 feet or something like that to me.
0: She did not take that fall gracefully and it's a miracle that she didn't break her foot or worse on that fall.
1: Yeah, I thought she was actually going to be moving pretty slow in this episode, but (laughs) it didn't seem like it. she's she's running around quickly trying to get everywhere, get all this information.
0: I guess it has its perks being um, like having your main job, having been down in the down deep and mechanical because- until this episode, I had no idea there was a way of getting up and down on the floors without um, going up the stairs, or was she already on floor 17, realized it, and went to Sim's apartment? Is that what we're to believe?
1: It's mm, a good question. I mean, she, she may have been near it, right? Like, maybe she just she snuck away quick enough. I don't, I'm not I don't quite think, sure.
0: I don't think she was, because Sim says they checked every apartment under every bed on the floor she landed on, and they couldn't find her. So, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she snuck away really quickly and got lucky. Yeah. There's a concern. Well, I mean, we had an answered question, right? We didn't really know if Billings had done her a solid by letting, by kind of having like his shaky moment or if she Mm -hmm. took advantage. We were both under the impression that he didn't let her go on purpose. And that was. Confirmed in this episode, as he Definitely is confirmed more and more having severe syndrome side effects, and his wife at this point is is concerned that he's going to go uh, the same to the same fate as Holson and Juliet, and she wants him to kind of take it easy and take a step back, go to a more cushy job in judicial, mm-hmm. or you know just to get out of something that would put her family at risk, put his family at risk. But we learn a little bit more about Billings. That he is tired of the persecution that comes through uh what other people think he's able to do. And yeah. he delivers, you know, a pretty cool backstory. I mean, it's <laughs> it's kind of ruthless where he has his friend as a 17 who tries to get closer to him because they he they both know that each other have the syndrome. And Billings punches that kid in the face, knocks out his teeth. Which would shows you be doing you,
1: that? Would you punch him in the face?
0: Um I mean, the chances like I don't know. Would, would does that mean you're you're flagged forever? Or? Yes, it does. Yeah, oh. I, I understand I why he punched him in the face. Yeah, it's not that he wanted to. It's that this he had ambitions to mm-hmm. do something with his life that was not going to be restrained by the syndrome, and he didn't want the secret getting out. So, uh, I would do not want to gloss over the fact that we get probably the most important little. Easter egg. It's not, it's not an Easter egg. It's a new <laughs> item that we haven't seen in the show, which is when Bernard and, and, and Sims are talking to each other, which they both have suspicions that Billings let Juliet go on purpose because they yeah. don't know that he has the syndrome. We notice that there's a little kind of uh, um, ornament or keychain fob that has the number 18 on it. Yeah. And it's blinking red, which I said it before when Sims was in janitorial, and I'll say it now. Bernard is acting like somebody who has a boss (laughs) and uh, I want to take this opportunity to first hear your thoughts on the FOB, but I want to get to an email we got right after the episode because it seems some of the audience out there also has a life hack knowing that silo releases on Thursday nights, not Friday mornings. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
1: You want to get the uh, email first? You want me to give you my thoughts on this?
0: Sure. No, we got an email from Linder Metz here who simply put the subject line as "18." He, gets, he goes, "Hey guys, so what the heck is Bernard's 18 key fob? Parentheses, other than a signaling device of some kind." My mind immediately went to that they must be in Silo 18. Then later to find out that the hard drive was labeled 18 as well, underscored it for me. Oh, speaking of the key fob, a little continuity problem as it moved around the desk between long shots without being touched. Good catch. One more thing: the files on the hard drive said Silo Year 97, which I, I assume. That, yeah which I assume was before the rebellion 140 plus years ago. So, that puts the silo at almost 250 years old. Hmm. hmm. Well, he put question mark at the end of that. So, that is not a confirmed data point there. But to your point of the 18, my initial thought was the exact same thing. Why would same it be here. 18? It has to be that they are one of many silos, which would only make sense, right? Mm-hmm. And I also have a suspicion that the page that... Billings ripped out of the Georgia travel guide, this is a prediction, has something to do with maybe a silo advertisement. Oh, that would be interesting. Something like that. I was
1: kind of annoyed that he burnt the whole damn book.
0: (laughs) As was was I, but I thought it was more symbolic. Like, let me start this fire. Like, Mm -hmm. this relic is what started the fire and it felt more of like a kind of a metaphor, right? Mm. Uh, Also, once you've seen it, how much good can that book do, you know? For someone yeah. else, I don't know. I don't just, really know. Just what, makes you why question. It.
1: That's that's about it. I don't know well, why either.
0: Well, I think there was a character shift here for Billings in this episode, right? Yeah. Because we spoke about it last episode. Anybody Juliet dragged into this, right? Yeah. Is that is in danger of Lucas, whatever? Man. Um is in danger of pretty much falling, falling to the same fate as hers. And Lucas, I mean, I said he was screwed last episode and sure enough, he is. See, he should have manned up. He was screwed either way. <laughs> and speaking of danger, all of you out there may be in danger as well. In danger of not knowing the content that we're releasing week to week in the Story Archives or the Story Archives show of Soapbox Network. And this is the time we're going to tell you all about it. <laughs> As you're tuning in today, we have our Friday Instant Reaction for Silo. And if you tune in on Sunday, you can catch our deep dive reaction to this week or the current week's episode of Silo. As you all know, next week is the season finale of Silo. And in continuation of the content we are producing on the channel, join us on Wednesdays for our commentary on Foundation Season 1 that is also on Apple TV as we get ready for Season 2 premiering on July 14th. And also our commentary on Black Mirror season six. We just dropped our season one commentary for the first episode titled Joan is Awful. And it freaked me out for about a day and a half after I watched it. It's a great episode though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I would totally totally give you a slow clap. That was like the best plug, like just sneaky plug that I've ever heard.
0: Thank you. I think everybody was scared at first thinking they were in danger (laughs) out there. But, you know, I tried tried to wake up all the listeners. (laughs) It was not planned. All right. Back to the episode they do what I thought they were going to do. The Raiders, they go and talk to all of the people who were in contact with Juliet in the former, Mm -hmm. in the previous episode, going to Martha in, in the down deep, which I was kind of freaked out for her considering how many relics she probably has in that
1: workshop. That's what I was thinking too. I thought that was going to just be a shit show.
0: Yeah. And then they go visit uh, Dr. Nichols, Peter Nichols, who is Juliet's father with that douchebag of a raider coming in, screaming in the nursery, trying to wake yeah. up all the babies. But on, um, he has a moment where he tries to get Sims to empathize with him in a way, because I've noticed this trend with Sims that he uses his family and his son mm-hmm. as the only element to humanize himself with somebody he's trying to get information out of. Mm-hmm. But there's this moment where you, you think he's going to have empathy, but he very quickly says that he would sacrifice his son for the good of the silo. Which I don't buy it. No, because you can see his reaction after where he almost feels convicted about his reaction to having even said that, right? Mm-hmm. And it goes completely against his other actions where he gets in trouble right after this for sending, or not after this, it was prior to this, where he put an um, an escort with his family, which yep. is, a, I guess, a faux pas. That was not meant to, that was a big no no on his behalf to put his family over the Above good of the, the silo. silo. Yeah. According to Bernard. Well, what do you think? This is the first time we meet Sims' wife in person. What was your first impression of, of her? You
1: know, the whole time I saw her, I was like, is that like raven Simone or Tia and Tamara Jesus, or something like that? She doesn't even look
0: anything like them.
1: It was, it, she just looked familiar. She looks like one of the girls from that, that movie, Twitches.
0: I've never seen it. All wish- right.
1: Well, you should go watch it. It's a, it's a nice classic like what is it a disney movie or something
0: no idea i haven't seen it <laughs> okay all right, well, you're doing a bad uh, you're doing a bad job plugging the movie without knowing any information about it
1: well i mean it's an old movie it's like a little halloween movie there's sister witches it's great it's just it's it's like a, it's like a great kids movie
0: all right okay well we do meet the wife who refuses to have the raiders come into her apartment for mm-hmm. whatever reason and it was a bad move on her part because it turns out that juliet was hiding in her apartment yeah I have my thoughts on Sim's family here.
1: Oh, well, I'm, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. I kind of feel like they, they've got something to hide. right? I, I mean, I mean I, well, why else would she not want the Raiders to, to come in? I mean, they were just they were asking, escorting her in. They wanted to clear the place. Was she afraid that they would find something that they're not supposed to have? Felt a little fishy to me.
0: Seems like she was pretty interested in that information as well. And she was very yes. interested in that information not being lost here because she knows the way the Raiders work in the judicial janitorial system, it seems very well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which tells us that Sims lied earlier in the season when he's talking to Trumbull and giving his whole monologue about not even my wife knows what I do. You know, <laughs> when he when he does that whole spiel, right? Mm-hmm. It seems very clearly that his wife knows what what he does. Yeah. Because She's very interested in Bernard refusing him as, not refusing, but putting the veiled threat out there that he may not select Sims as his shadow, mm-hmm. which she needed to know word for word what he said. So it seems like they have almost like this house of cards plan for Sims to be the most powerful man in the silo. Now, could that mean that they have an actual ulterior ulterior good motive or could that mean that what you said, that they may be hiding something or maybe they're power hungry. But my impression is that maybe they're not all bad. Maybe Sims is kind of all for the good of the silo, but he needs to get empowered to to make the changes he needs to make happen. I'm not
1: going to lie. That is the thought that crossed my mind. Like throughout seeing this dynamic between uh, Sims and his wife and Bernard, it kind of felt like... He was doing everything that he could, right? So that he could eventually replace Bernard and be in power because he needed that for something. And it, it felt like it could have been good. Like, I don't know. Maybe he wanted to overthrow Bernard because he knows Bernard is, I don't know, a dick.
0: Yeah. I will say this. I'll say, I think Sims quite possibly, quite possibly turned into an ally in the future. Mm. I'm not, I do not think he remains a villain. It's something about the element that Common, the actor is able to bring to a character. Yeah. He can be a completely prickly prick for about nine episodes, but he has this one underlayer of kind of seems like a good guy. Like he doesn't ever seem like a pure bad guy. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen him play a pure bad guy in anything. Yeah. Not even in John Wick. And John Wick, John Wick lets him live. He has a code that he lives by. Yeah. Well,
1: well then. I don't know. I, I don't know if he would be an ally, at least not in this season. I do think that if if it came down to it, I mean, he's totally going to side with his family over over the silo. I don't think there's any question in that. So maybe maybe it's just an element of that weakness being exposed by Juliet at some point.
0: So, it turns out that the actual powers that be, Bernard and Sims don't know which hard drive this is. Because if they had known, they would know that she's in possession of a hard drive that is sysop, which Mm -hmm. requires the computer of pretty much only the higher ups in the silo. Yeah. So, probably high priority would be that she has the drive. Let's at least check out everybody's apartment that has one of these computers, right? Mm -hmm. Or whose apartments are close to it. But she does really choose the only place in the silo nobody would really think to look. The, the apartment of the guy who's in charge of the chase looking for her. <laughs> That's, That's a right. great hiding spot. It is. Also curious to me that she knows his apartment while half of the guys in that camera room didn't know which apartment it was. Yeah. 417? Uh, like, 17, 17, apartment 114? Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, bro. This is all you do all day is freaking creep on people. I was expecting someone to, be, to turn around and be like, wait, it's, it's
1: coming from your apartment.
0: Yeah. Shit. (laughs) Apartment 114. Yeah. No. Yeah. But no. A little much. Yeah. Billings goes to Juliet's apartment and he is met by a former student named Gene Robinson. Gene Robinson, something like that. And what catches Billings' eyes almost immediately that there is something behind the broken mirror, Mm -hmm. uh, which he was not aware of before which uh, prompts him to break back in later in the episode, which we will get to. Now, let's push forward here. There's a, there's a key scene where Bernard's trying to unwind in his office. Comes up right after this scene. And he pours himself a drink. But then he pours it back. Yeah. Was Bernard not the guy who poisoned John's and uh, Mayor John's? I don't know. Who is he scared of that he thinks might have poisoned him? Because that's the reason he pours it back. You think? I, Absolutely. I I kind of took it
1: as maybe he's having a moment of clarity. Like, you know, you know, when you get home from a long day of work and you're just like, you, you know, I wanna unwind. You want you go to go get a drink, and then you, an idea pops in your head and you're like, Oh wait. And then you kind of like, you gotta go hop on that. That's what I felt this was. Less of a concern of being poisoned.
0: No, the way he but... looks at that drink was concern for being poisoned, and it looks straight to the key fob. With the number 18 on it, which is no longer blinking red, which potentially means that he may have just gotten off the phone, the emergency line with whoever his boss is, who's figuring out that the shit is currently hitting the fan in silo 18. Yeah, what do you think this thing is, like a beeper? Yeah, yeah I think it's me. like a beeper, hey, <laughs> you know, 18, we're on to you, we know what's going on, give us a call.
1: I, I want to know what,
0: what would have triggered
1: it, like I feel like it was just so coincidental to the situation's... Here, I mean unless there's like some other headquarters maybe in silo number one that can just get all of like the camera feeds and just know or what's happening. You, or know. it
0: could be that they have spies in every silo working for like the head intelligence right like how you know how many layers to this onion you It feels know, like are one there? of those
1: Russian dolls right every time you take one out there's another one. yeah what's one that out, there's what another are
0: those? one What are those called? Uh, I should probably know. Yeah. Well, the plan now is for them to talk to Lucas at this point, because they find out that Lucas got a message from a porter, who, and then he went to go meet Juliet later on in that evening, and he gets grilled by Bernard later in the episode. Uh, Matryoshka,
1: Matrioshka doll? Something like that? Matryoshka, doll? A nesting doll. That's, nesting doll. That's, that's, that's what I remember by a nesting okay. doll.
0: Did you notice when Billings goes to Juliet's apartment, he sees this piece of glass? Is that the mirror side and then the see through side piece of glass? That's what I'm assuming. Well, I mean, that it's,
1: is. A, it's a singular piece, but yeah, okay, it's on the yes, mirror. Yes, so you can see mirror, this reflection and then I can then see it's through see-through. it. Yeah, so and, he realizes yeah.
0: that they're being spied on.
1: Well, I mean, spied on by, by what? The air quality monitor,
0: you mean? <laughs> that's a great that's a great uh, cop out, right? Of what yeah. that is, but th- yeah. you don't really need a see through glass for that, huh? Exactly. I think Billings, Billings is a little bit too smart for that.
1: Well, I don't think Billings was told it was a uh, air quality monitor. It was Lucas that was told, but Lucas doesn't know it's one white glass.
0: Does Billings know what a camera is? Does anybody know what a camera is in this? Uh, I don't.
1: I mean, the only I don't think anybody, unless you're in like janitorial, knows what a camera is. Hmm. Well, they have to know what a camera is, right? Because they have feeds outside. Well, G- uh, George had to explain this. This is called a video. I'm recording it on this thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I, I, I don't think it's common knowledge. It, it, the, the thing that's outside no, is a sensor. Right? No, it's like, a, but it's a video feed. It is. But I don't think that these people comprehend the concept of a camera. I mean, it's like,
2: that, think they about know the it's fact that
1: nowadays you have a camera in your phone. Like, but they know it's a camera sensor that needs to be cleaned. They know it's a sensor. Yeah. I don't know. A I, sensor it just, for it a
0: camera capturing an image. They they know. But they don't even know what a video is. They don't know what a video is, but they yeah. think the sensors are just giving them a live image. You're right that, that the knowledge of the intricacies of a camera are yeah. foreign to them. But I think he knows something is up, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, he's he's snooping around quite a lot here. He's pretty good at investigating. You know, I like I like his oh, he style.
0: Comes, no, he comes, from the, he comes from the school of Juliet's investigating where they have visions of something and then they magically find the shit they're looking for.
1: No, like, no, no, that no. Pez he, thing, he was looking around a little bit more than, than Juliet typically does. Juliet yes. just goes straight to it. He's like walking around.
0: Pez, oh, hey, look, there's something on the ground. That Pez me- memory... I mean, I could see why, but it's not like a direct correlation to her having, her having a dummy cabinet, you know?
1: Yeah. That's true. But, but if you noticed, I think it was on the bottom right-hand corner of the cabinet. kind of looked like somebody was scratching away at it, right? Like, it looked like somebody was trying to get into there. Of there was the, little marks.
0: When he had the vision?
1: Uh, n- no, in the, ba- in the uh, bathroom here when he ends up finding these the uh, Georgia magazine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he does find the Georgia travel guide. God bless his soul. His world has been absolutely mm. shattered. In Completely wrecked. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Let's go to Bernard's interrogation of Lucas. Okay,
1: here. See, he's not poisoned because he's pouring a glass of whiskey for himself and for Lucas. See, I yeah. think this was he got an idea. I'm going to disagree on this one just to disagree.
0: Does Bernard even take a sip of his drink? Or does he use it as a test to see if it's poison? Because I didn't notice him drink in this scenario.
1: I didn't pay too, too much attention to it, to be honest. After he poured it, I was just like, ah, I could go for some whiskey too.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, if you watch the scene, I don't believe he, he sips from it. Or maybe that's my assumption right now and I want to be right. Could be. We'll find out. We will find it out. Would be a this great is an opportunity. interesting interrogation, though. <laughs> it would have been a great opportunity for him to, you know, have Lucas as a taste tester because he doesn't care if Lucas dies, right? So,
1: yeah, I don't think I don't think Bernard cares if anybody dies. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, he cuts to the chase pretty quick and wants to know what the sheriff wanted from him, and he threatens him with reassignment and going so far as threatening him with a cleaning. But Ooh. he does get the information out of him that he wanted, which was the number on the hard drive, or at least that's the information that it led to. Mm-hmm. I did notice a very interesting, I wrote an interesting side note. He gives a very Nazi-esque uh, fa- hand gesture towards Lucas as he starts to point at him in this scene. And I'm wondering if that was a decision by Tim Robbins to kind of use a Nazi type of salute <laughs> at at Lucas. If you skip forward, you'll see it. It's the way he holds his hand up at him. I know it's not like you know. Full on. You, you're talking about like when he starts smacking the table? After he smacks the table you'll see it. Like he holds it out there for about 15 seconds.
1: <laughs>
0: this was a very clear.
2: intimidating scene here. You're
0: gonna keep skipping forward. Right there. Yeah,
2: Yeah, yeah I see it. It, it it's does kind of look like It's a yeah.
0: very intentional sort of uh, gesture and I think it's kind of like reminiscent of the fact that there's like a dual order going on here where they they are in power and everyone must listen to everything that they say and not yeah. question.
1: You know? all, all I can think about is tomorrow when I'm at work, I'm just going to start slamming my hand on the table and being like, and hey, what else?
0: What else? You're <laughs> going to start talking to all your... your. Uh, Heck yeah, man. It gets results quick. <laughs> you're going to lock up your employees too into, into lock up and not let them get no, out? Let's go stick them in quarantine. Yeah. All right, back to the hard drive. I think the whole episode Juliet's at this desk trying to get this hard drive open.
2: hmm Quite a bit of it. Yeah. It's kind of
1: a, a, a convenient, again, that she just happens to come across this file. It says, start here. I mean, it's a good idea if, you know, if you're going to put something in, in the... Uh,
0: I had no in the hard idea. drive for someone to find. I had no idea Janitorial had the capabilities of knowing everything that was plugged into every single computer in the silo. But it does make sense for how robust IT is that they would have mm-hmm. the capabilities to do something like this, right?
2: Yeah.
1: I mean they they control all of the computers. It makes sense. I'm not I'm not I'm not surprised. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well.
1: Did you catch that we finally found out what happened to Juliet's mother?
0: yes and i completely glossed over that earlier in the peter nichols conversation he does mention something and i couldn't take it i took it both ways here all right or Mm -hmm. i took it actually one way but then i realized eh, maybe i'm wrong sims threatens nichols with pretty much that he was going to kill juliet if he finds her before nichols helps him yeah find her and he says who do you think you're threatening you know, And he says, There's, I know the railing you guys do this off of. There's a railing right off of balcony one, balcony level one, that's so rounded out from people who were gripping the railing before going over, which implies that those people were going unwillingly over mm-hmm. the railing. And then he says, because of the Raiders, I lost my wife. I never thought I'd see my wife go over that same railing, mm-hmm. which goes to what we've been saying that she didn't kill herself, in my opinion. Now, I then I thought about it and I was like, eh, but maybe he was talking about the raider's fault for destroying the magnification device and that she killed herself because of that. But I think it was because she was thrown over. Yeah. What did you, what was your takeaway from that?
1: Uh, Definitely. I mean, we know that she died from falling. At least that's the way that
0: I took it. Whether or not it was still all, you know, on her own. Makes a difference if it's all your own. It's either all your own on your own or... You know, it's one or the other, pal. I mean not like a 30, 30 uh yeah,
1: seventy. I'm I'm not I'm not quite sure. I, I I wanna say that she killed herself. Like that's what I feel like actually happened, but it is a little I don't think his so. line there was it was interesting. It, it it might sway me in the other direction.
0: I don't think so. I think we'll find out she was killed.
1: Well, I'm I mean not sure. it, that that said when lucas went over who and he was killed as well they tried to say it was suicide right so he would have been buried in what the cornfield i guess as well
0: who went over?
1: George. Sorry. Did I say Lucas? You said Lucas, yeah. My bad. No, man. I just, I I'm not I a fan what, of Lucas. I know so which so I can't team can't you're
0: it. on. I know what team you're on now. Uh, you're on yeah, Team Yeah, man. Lucas. Come on.
1: How can you. No, I'm not on Team Lucas. I'm on Team George. How oh, can you're back you not on be? Team George now? I've uh, been on Team George. You're the one that switched over to Lucas, man. Come I said on. I was feeling we, bad we for got, Lucas. I didn't uh, say I switched. No, no. Over no you, you, you switched to his team. We found out that George was really in love with Juliet, which I said was.
2: That was
0: huge. That was huge in the episode. I did think it was very convenient that he knew Juliet was going to open this drive, to be honest with you. Yeah. But it's nice for Juliet's sake that she gets all her questions answered right on the first video. Hey, I came down here to use you, but the most annoying thing happened. I fell in love with you, blah, blah, blah. And then Mm -hmm. at that point, you know, you're going, you're looking at your TV, you're saying, oh, Georgie. Georgie, she doubted you. Georgie. (laughs) Speaking to him like George Costanza's mother. Georgie. (laughs) Anyways, Sim's wife frees herself and pretty much she has an opportunity to bash her over the head with that hammer if she wants to, but yep. she doesn't, which leads me to believe that there is some other ulterior motive on the Sims family yes. behalf here.
1: And that's kind of what made me think
0: Why do the cameras Maybe go not out by all by the bad? Way? I don't Why did do the but cameras start going out when they started running towards Sim's apartment? The Raiders started running I'm
1: really it. not sure. That said, it did look like one of them was bashed in. It was like an up-close thing and it looked like someone smashed some glass in front of it.
0: I thought the same thing, but there's no way they would have seen him before smashing it. Now, my real question is, who's helping Juliet escape? Because in that moment the cameras are going off, they would have seen her on the cameras running out of that apartment. Mm -hmm. So, who is the one helping her? We haven't, that's a theory of mine. It's got to be out there. It's got to be answered. What At if, first, I thought it was know, the redhead hacker.
1: Well, I didn't know who the heck that was. I was like, all right. But he didn't even know. I he doesn't know what's going no, on. No, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. Out. I have this feeling that somebody in janitorial, in this monitor yes. room, is just messing with some stuff. Like, so, Like, there's this one guy that they keep showing on camera.
0: And he just hipster, seems hipster fishy, Spock, man. man. Hipster Spock. Yeah, he just seems so fishy. Hipster Spock, he's a double agent, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Yeah. I like, uh, do we find out a name for this uh, hacker boy here? Oh, boy. He looks like that... Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know about that. <laughs> he looks like the Zuck a little bit, man. He's got the same face shape as the Zuck, not his actual like features, but. Uh, it was uh, Danny, right? Pat... No, it's not Patrick. Danny. Sure it's Danny. Yeah, it's Danny. Okay, Danny. Played it by is.
1: Will Merrick.
0: Okay, Danny. It is. Danny is the extraordinary hacker who's been put on by Patrick Kennedy, our guy from earlier in the season, who janitorial tried to frame. Yeah, and he's now helping Juliet getting into this hard drive. It seems Juliet's found her allies where she needs them in the most unlikely of places. First, she goes to Sim's apartment, and now she goes to pretty much a an ex convict apartment. For help. And he seems to have just the guy to help her out because he has all these tools to bypass the detection of where the hard drives are going from.
1: I like that he just has this on him too. Well, just he like, did get called there for a reason. Yeah, but to... again, you don't know what you're going to need. Sorry, I left my. Uh,
0: He's very prepared. I think my, he just uh, carried uh, his routing device at home. Whoops. <laughs> very ballsy that they didn't check his bag on the stairs, right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean he is IT. I mean his boss might be mad. You know who that is? Mhm.
0: Interesting that he's in IT as well.
1: Yeah, I mean I there I feel like there's there's some internal issues going on with IT.
0: Did you catch that both Patrick and him know George, like on a very Yeah, they they knew him basis here? by name. They knew George just by seeing the hard drive. Yeah, Danny Danny pretty much talks about him like a colleague, you know? He says, yeah. Oh, George couldn't get this thing open. I I spent and then he says, I spent years trying to crack this open before I traded it to Regina. Mm. And then she gave it to George, you know? So that's when they come across pretty much how to open this thing, which you kinda I, I love these two guys, man. And I like that Patrick pulls Danny out when he's she's looking at this yeah, message from George. Same. He's like, Hey, give her some privacy, you know? Yeah. This is a pretty personal thing that he sees because this guy's kind of like he has no social cues, so no. he, he doesn't he doesn't get the hint like this message was not for me to hear. Mm-hmm. So Patrick Patrick is cool. I like Patrick. Yeah, I like I like this duo. I like the, or this combo, I should say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And George was nice enough to put like a whole guide of where to go here. He st- puts a little start here file, yeah,
2: and watch then this even next,
0: he says, "Hey, watch this. I know you got 150 files on there, maybe thousands of files. Go straight to the James Carmody cleaning." Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's get to the end of this episode. Billings burns the red level relic, but he does keep a page to which the contents of we do not find out what they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. We get word from George that he found the door he was looking for. He says 15 feet tall, approximately made of metal, and he couldn't get through it. And then he also tells Juliet that the water is nothing to worry about, which leads me to believe that he either learned how to swim- Or it's a foot deep. Exactly. Or it's <laughs> very shallow. Yeah. Um, and also leads me to believe that this season ends with Juliet going down that hole and looking at the door or taking the tools. I don't know what she's going to take down there to take apart a 15-foot door Shh, made of come metal. On, She just needs
1: herself. She's like the best mechanic in the silo, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess.
0: Well, they open up Jane Carmody's file and they see what we saw earlier in the season with Alice and Holston. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean Alice and Becker. Yep. Um and it's the same exact video file. I'm still not necessarily convinced that it's safe outside by this video, but their first impression is that the screen is a lot is lying to the people. Yeah. I'm not quite sure either if it's yeah. safe outside.
1: We did get a little bit of audio in the in the video where, where you can hear, like, oh, it's not what the screen show inside. I've got it everybody needs to see this. My question right. is,
0: how does she get that video outside and get it back inside? Is my, is so my
1: question. I
0: Did she come back inside? I don't know if you saw, but it looked
1: like there was like some what would you call it like a glare uh towards like the top right i think of the uh of the video itself like it kind of looked like it was being filmed from a suit right so i don't maybe it was just being streamed in and and they they had it somehow they have streaming capabilities here i don't don't know i mean we got camcorders we got to have some other stuff i mean look at their look at their bridge up at the top there
0: I think that she found a way to go up and go out and back in. Well, it looked like she was out at the front where the tree is, like where you see where the sensor is. So, I don't- And there were no for, bodies there. For a there. moment. Yeah, well, there obviously were the, Obviously, this was year 97. Yeah. So it right? said I September 13th, silo year 97. Yeah. I'm kind of fuzzy on the math, though, like compared to Linder, being able to calculate the silo being over 250 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure where he's getting that, those numbers from there. Do you I remember do I know I know the mayor mentioned how many years it had been since the rebellion. Uh-huh. But I think it was like 100 something. Yeah.
1: Wasn't it like a, around 140 years?
0: It just makes me wonder. I, I know we'll probably get an email helping us out there and you can do that by emailing us at house if you have more clarity. But uh, that's all I got for the instant reaction. I don't want to go too deep on any of this until until we get to our Sunday episode.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I am very excited to rewatch this because I feel like a lot happened and I feel like there's, there's going to be quite a few things that we've missed. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that and trying to figure out what the heck 18 is. I think this is like silo number 18. I, I would put my money on that.
0: Yeah, that, that's my guess as well. But all right, let's close out this episode. Thank you all for tuning in once again. Just a quick refresher. Here's all the programming we're doing right now. We're doing our silo instant reactions on Fridays, our silo deep dives on Sundays until the season one ends. You can catch our foundation season one coverage on Wednesdays and our Black Mirror season six coverage um, sometime throughout the week, usually between Tuesday to Thursday. We drop that. Uh, And then we will be shifting our schedule where we'll be doing double duty on foundation season one once silo ends. And uh, we will be starting Foundation Season 2 on July 14th and probably shifting Foundation Instant Reactions to Friday and our deep dives to Sundays in the same manner that we are releasing our silo schedule. And we'll be dropping another show alongside Black Mirror uh, if we're not done with it by then. So. Anything else, Zach? Oh, uh, once again, also, if you're interested in joining our newsletter or the Soapbox Fan Club as our working title right now, please hit the link in the description of the episode so that you can subscribe there. We're going to send out some quarterly newsletters to keep you up to date with all of the stuff we are working on. And thank you once again for tuning in. Zach, you do the rest, sir.
1: Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Silo by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We are on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network, so you can take a look at us there. And we have a few different playlists for different shows that we've been covering. You can visit our website at soapbox.house, email us at contact at soapbox.house. And again, there is a link in the description below to subscribe to our quarterly newsletter. We'd love to see you on it. See you next time.